This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. You are listening to Bloomberg Business Week. Jason Kelly, Carol Masser here with you on a Thursday. And great for us to check in with the CEO out at Sonos, Patrick Spence, back with us. Joining us on the phone from beautiful Santa Barbara. Patrick, a big week, earnings uh, coming out. Tell us what you told the street and what you make of the reaction. Yeah, so we thanks for having uh, me again, Jason and Carol. Uh, it was we were uh, ahead of expectations, uh, both on top and bottom line, and we actually reestablished guidance for uh, for Q4, uh, our next quarter as well, which was also ahead of guidance. So we're feeling very good about uh, what we've been able to achieve um, in the face of the pandemic and in the face of so many retail closures. I think that's the story to me is. Really, the adaptability and resilience of the team. Our, our team has done an amazing job this quarter to really you know, refocus on direct-to-consumer and to launch three new products um, in a different way, given everything that was happening with the pandemic. We couldn't do our usual type of uh, big product launch in person, couldn't meet with all the reviewers, couldn't give them you know, an ability to look at and hear our products. But that sure hasn't stopped customers from buying a lot of them. Yeah, including us. We, we picked up a couple of the move um, because we're spending more time Thank in our you. backyard. You're welcome. Uh, you know, I really do think that focus, Patrick, on everybody's homes, I think we're seeing it play out in multiple ways with some of the companies that we talk to. I do want to take a step back. Tell me what life has been like for you all, um, you know, your team, your, you know, company, and then really for you, for you personally since, since really mid-March. Yeah, it's been a lot of time at home. You know, a lot of people talk about working from home, but we're also living at work, as yeah. I said to uh, to my team, right? And so it's been challenging uh, in terms of doing that. I think there's been a lot of adrenaline, quite frankly, that has carried us through and everybody wanted to be able to um, step in and figure this all out. Thankfully, we've always been distributed across Santa Barbara, Boston, Seattle, uh, Amsterdam, China. So we, we, we already were using tools like Zoom and Slack um, but we've really had to up the communication. And then for us, since we build hardware, you know, it's it's actually quite difficult because we need people that are actually working and testing products in some of our physical locations. So we've had to put some really strict measures in place to ensure their safety because, you know, the, the primary thing through all of this has had to been, you know, really keeping our people um, safe and healthy. And so we do have a few people in some of our offices that um, that need access to certain equipment and those types of things. So we've really put a lot into making sure that we can do that. Um, and I'm so proud of the team and grateful, quite frankly, given everything going on in the world, that most of our people can work from home right now, right? Because, right. you know, there's a lot of companies that can't. And so it's been, um, it's been challenging. Um, people have really stepped up. But I, I do think it takes a toll on people because, like mm-hmm. I said, you are living at work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, we totally. were certainly, I think, starting to to see that. I mean, candidly, among colleagues and friends and neighbors and everybody, I mean, you're starting to see the stress and strain. I think co-hosts. especially co-hosts. Exactly. Yeah. I can <laughs> see it. I can see it on the video con right now. Oh wait, I'm looking in the mirror. Um, Sorry, so, Patrick. You know, speaking of physical space, I mean, I do wonder. You know what it has meant to really have to shift, you know, almost exclusively or certainly primarily to an online direct-to-consumer channel versus retail stores. How does that change how you sell? How does it change how you spend money? How does it change how you sort of get to those customers? Yeah, that's exactly the the, the thing that we basically 
you know, faced this whole quarter. And so um, if you had asked me back in March, April, if we would have been able to deliver the quarter we just did, given the closures we saw across the board, I would have I would have thought that would be nearly impossible. I mean, it was incredible to watch how quickly the team threw out the existing playbook and was able then to, to pivot. And we look, our product has been made for this period. We can bring a little bit of extra joy to people that are stuck at home. That's a good thing. And that's what we do. And so we said, you know what? Let's launch this campaign. We launched an at-home with Sonos campaign. We gave people some tips and tricks on um, how to use products. We reintroduced kind of move to them as well. So to Carol's point and buying that product, that product has been selling out like crazy. Um, so it's meant a lot of adapting, right? And that's meant, you know, just a lot of change, which again, is harder when you're distributed. Um, it's put stress on the system in terms of, you know, that 300% year over year growth. It's hard at any point to be able to support that. But when you're not together, just things like um, additional customer service people, right, that need to be able to take those calls, uh, putting pressure on the distribution channel in terms of getting product out to people on time. Um, all of the things that come with that um, have been a challenge that we've had to step up to. Um, and then I do think it's changed that is something that will carry on from here. So mm-hmm. I have been um, pleasantly surprised by the willingness of customers to purchase some of our new products. You know, our ARC is $800, um, sight and sound unseen, right, um, on Sonos.com. And so that, that you know, gives me a lot of confidence in the brand and the trust that our customers have in the brand. Um, and so that's been a pleasant surprise, a silver lining, if you will, through all of this. But it's really been to your point, Jason, like pivoting to that direct-to-consumer model while not giving up on our long-term partnerships with Best Buy or Costco or Ikea, right? Like we've wanted to keep supporting them through this um, because there is going to be a place for physical retail long-term. It'll be a smaller place, I suspect, but Mm. there there will be a place for that. I want to get back to Patrick Spence. He's the CEO over at Sonos on the phone from Santa Barbara. Um, Hey, Patrick, I just have to ask you one more question because I am looking at the share price down 18%. What can you tell investors? I mean, there's some concerns about, I guess, the movement of the supply chain. You guys have moved it, I think, to to Malaysia and that that diversification may not be complete until mid next year. Um, What do you think either investors got wrong or what can you tell us about the supply chain? Yeah, look, we've had a strong run up. Uh, in the stock price this yes. year. And you know, I think it, it's always, I try not to get overly rotated on one particular day, but I would have to say, you know, considering we beat um, top line expectations mm-hmm. and then bottom line when you exclude for one-time costs, um, I do, you know, it, it, it must be that um, in terms of what people are looking at. I think the other thing we, we revealed in, uh, yesterday was the fact that we did get a waiver on the tariffs um, mm-hmm. that had been charged since September, right? So we're actually getting that money back, um, which will go to our bottom line, which is fantastic. But it, it has, because of the pandemic, um, the additional production that we're setting up in Malaysia, right? Because we have production in China, right. um, has gone a little bit slower than we would have liked. And so that will be fully online by middle of 2021 instead of the end of 2020. And so I guess people could be looking at that, but it doesn't that is not, you know, to me, that is not something in the way of us delivering on what we've set out to do. And right. really, what we saw with those three new products and with Move is that uh, demand just really outstripped the supply. And we expect to have that um, back in equilibrium by the end of this quarter. So we feel pretty good about that I even before t- we get going Malaysia. No, and forgive me, I'm sorry for, for, for breaking in. Is the goal ultimately to be out of China completely? And I do wonder, because of some of the U.S.-China trade tensions, is that the goal? 
No, it's not. It's okay. to really diversify over time. You want, you know, and I do think the pandemic has taught us. So there's obviously the geopolitical issues, but then the pandemic has taught us that it's good to, you know, have more resilience in the supply chain as well. And that's what we're trying to build. And, and we'll continue to do that as we grow more and more globally. Um, but I do think it's wise for any company that's building hardware now to have multiple, um, you know, locations just for either, um, you know, black swan events like this or ge- geopolitical events too. Mm. So Patrick, you know, obviously it, it sounds like you make changes based on the pandemic and, and, uh, trade tensions and things like that. What does an experience like this change, if anything, about the product roadmap? Do you accelerate certain things? Do you slow certain things down? Like, What have you learned about your customer that maybe changes things even on the margins? Exactly. So, so I think in a situation like this, you kind of have to set that original playbook aside, which includes, you know, product roadmap, go to market, all of those things and say, okay, you know, now as we see what the world's becoming and these, how do we adapt? And so, uh, you know, adoption point one was really around the direct consumer and making sure that we could um, deliver customers that way. Point two was doing some work on our roadmap to say, hey, we've got products two, three, and four, you know, coming at this time over the next 12 months. Um, how do you know, is that the right thing to do given what we're seeing and given where people are right now? And we have made some changes on that. So for, for right now, we look at it and we say, okay, um, you know, people are spending more time at home. In particular, they're watching a lot of streaming video. And so you saw Spring Out Arc and Sub, which plays into that in a big home theater way. But as we think about the future too, we're saying, hey, you know what? That is still an area that we believe has a ton of opportunity. People are likely not returning to movie theaters anytime, you know, soon. How can we you know, make some adjustments to help customers with that and really bring that amazing sound to the amazing video uh, and streaming that's happening as people start to release video directly to consumers? So that's an example of that. You're exactly right that you want to, in these situations, pause and say, okay, what's changing and how do we adapt? And there's both roadmap and go-to-market, um, you know, ramifications of that. Speaking of roadmaps, what's your plan for selling car audio devices? Because what's interesting is we are seeing people increasingly, you know, get in their car and take a drive. So I just wonder what your plans are. You know, I think we have opportunity long-term in every area of audio, mm-hmm. um, but we uh, we don't share that until we're actually ready to bring that out. But, you know, I, I do think there's a role for us to play uh, eventually in all areas of audio. You know, Patrick, I want to go back just as we finish up in the last minute, minute and a half here. You know, what about running your business in terms of your employees? You know, you rightly pointed out earlier in the conversation, you know, people are a little bit fried. You sort of worry about your employees. What do you do in terms of sort of where they are, how they are, and just sort of taking care of them? Yeah, it's the number. So we, we quickly shifted to um, a new set of priorities right when the pandemic hit. And my priority number one was support our people. And so that's why we've done things like introduce care time, as we call it. So we give our people 10 hours a week. Um, to use however they wish, just whether it's, you know, um, with their kids, um, supporting that, their parents, neighbors, you know, whatever they need to do to take care of themselves. We've also done uh, care days, so uh, company-wide holidays. We've done about one a month um, since this happened just to help people with this um, situation because it is a marathon, not a sprint, to, to use, you know, uh, well-used cliche. But the reality is, is that, we, you know, the adrenaline will get you so far, um, but ultimately, you know, we need to be in a sustainable type of arrangement. And as we, I think there's been a, you know, there's been ups and downs throughout this. I think one of the biggest things that parents have been reckoning with 
um, recently has been, okay, schools aren't going to open. Yeah. What does that mean for, you know, for the fall? And so we've said, listen, you know, for the, for the, the, you know, the, as long as the pandemic lasts, you can work from home, um, use your care time, right? All of these things. So. Yeah. Interesting. Great conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, really nice to catch up it. with you. Yeah, always good. I hope we can uh, check back with you maybe in another couple of months, see how things are going. Patrick Spence, he's Chief Executive Officer at Sonos on the phone from Santa Barbara. And if you missed it, you can check it out because we're going to feature that also in our weekend show that you can check out on Bloomberg Radio over the weekend.